I was at the conference and I really enjoyed hearing your contribution. Uh, and I thought it was because it was so exciting and so creative. Uh, last year, we did a podcast to try and capture some of the thoughts from the speakers at the conference then, some of the main ideas, some of the key themes. Uh, and then we produced that and put it together as a podcast. So so that's the hope for, for this year. We thought, gosh, so many things happening. We've got to try and capture and share these in some way. I suppose for anybody who doesn't know you, if you could introduce yourself and, and just tell us a little bit about your role. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so my name's Anna Granger and um, I am a specialist languages teacher. So I trained to teach secondary languages about well, 20 years ago and I've worked in secondary. I've also worked in adult education and for the last seven years I've been working in primary school and I decided when languages became compulsory back in 2014, it was my opportunity to really change things in primary and and um, I've developed a real passion for language learning, early language learning, sorry. Yeah, well, I remember hearing about the, the impact and some of the, some of the projects that you were doing at primary, which sounded really interesting. Can you give us some examples of, of what you did? Yes. Gosh, well, we were very involved in e-twinning. So we have a link with a fantastic Spanish school in Valencia, and um, that's really really motivated the children to um to be able to to use their their language for real purpose and just really sort of interest them in the world around them and make them realize that there's a whole wide world out there um, the school that I teach in is um, we have quite a lot of disadvantaged children and some of them have never even been outside of their local area so to actually open their eyes to the world um, has been a whole new experience for some of them Again, there were some some great examples shared at the conference. Could you tell us a bit more about the, the things you shared at the conference, the uh, the projects that you're working on and the things that you're involved with? I am one of the co-founders of Coventry City of Languages with a colleague who um, still works in secondary schools. And about a year ago, we sat really getting quite frustrated with the way that MFL was going in the country, the the fact that there were less children who were taking it at Key Stage 4 and beyond. We were worried about the impact of Brexit and also being able to get language teachers post-Brexit. And um, so we kind of decided that we could either sit and moan about it or we could do something constructive about it. So we started off by writing a vision for Coventry, which was really a big dream. We never really sort of thought we were going to get very far with it. But actually, um, as I say, that that was very much a dream. We then decided to get in touch with our MPs, when, especially when we discovered that um, Erasmus, we were no longer going to be subscribing to Erasmus or keeping Erasmus in this country. Again, still very much a dream. And then back in January, we decided just to try and invite as many stakeholders as we could find to a meeting to really discuss how we could create this city of languages and be able to really promote languages. And many people came along and it really started to sort of explode and we realised that our dream could actually become reality. So we've got four strands to our vision. We, The first thing we want to do is, is to celebrate all languages that are spoken in Coventry. And we have over 100 languages spoken in Coventry. At my school alone, we have over 40. And I find at school that 
those languages are just never celebrated. The children are quite often used as young interpreters, but they never really get any recognition for it. And some of them as well are quite embarrassed about the fact that they they have another language that they speak at home and don't really like to promote it. They don't like to talk about it, which is really, really sad. So that's our first strand. The second strand is that we want to improve language teaching and learning generally across the city through a joined up approach. And then the idea of that is it will increase uptake at Key Stage 4 and beyond. We want to improve primary languages we know that across the whole country there are some some schools who are doing some great work with languages but there are some schools that are still sweeping under the carpet um, particularly because teachers don't feel confident some don't even have a GCSE in the language that they're told they're they're supposed to be teaching so we want to really upskill teachers we want to um, help them to deliver languages within their classrooms and one thing that we've discovered is one of our one of the biggest issues is that teachers and senior leaders don't really understand languages they don't understand the benefits of languages how that can actually support English learning maths and everything else within the curriculum Um, and they don't really understand the pedagogy of language teaching and learning either so they think that you can have maybe half an hour every couple of weeks and children will play a few games and that will allow them to become fluent and don't really sort of see that it's like maths, English. If you only had maybe one lesson of maths a week, you wouldn't make very quick progress. So that's what we want to try and change at primary school. And then our last strand um, has come about a bit more recently because we have been getting local businesses on board and particularly a freelance translator who lives locally. Um, It's all about using languages for work. So trying to show people how important languages are for their futures and how that can help them with jobs and help them to actually uh, progress professionally once they're in the workplace. Wow, so a really powerful vision for Coventry, but that's just a powerful vision for, for MFL as a whole, really. I can imagine. Are there, are there other places or interests from elsewhere that, that's come about? We know that Newcastle have a very similar vision. Um, we found out about them probably about a year ago, and they were really our inspiration for wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a company called International Newcastle. And something that came about from um, having set this this company up was Newcastle City of Languages. And they've been absolutely fantastic, actually, in supporting us. We had a meeting with them, discovered that our vision that we had prepared before we'd found out about them was was actually very 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 similar and um, so we have been you know working with them as well and they're about a year ahead of us but they are really open to supporting other people we've also since had other teachers who have said wow we'd like to do that in our cities as well mm. and um, and again we are more than happy to to share what we've been doing I mean my colleague and I we don't have any experience in this. We're we're teachers. We don't have any money for this either. We've got no funding. So if we can do it without experience or, or, or money, we think that it could be something that could be replicated anywhere. What would you say is the impact of your work or, or MFL teaching when it's done really effectively? 
inspiring young people. I think we have such a negative connotation linked with with languages in this country we hear so many people saying oh I was never very good at languages at school Um, and I don't believe that at all I think the issue is that we don't teach it well and I don't mean that for teachers I think Mm -hmm. teachers are doing a fantastic job with the limitations they've got but we don't have the policies we don't have the we we don't have sort of people at the top who really wants to do this in a positive way you look at sort of schools across the rest of Europe who will have a language lesson every single day and they will make so much more progress and English is seen as being an important part of the curriculum where it just it isn't really in in the UK so I think it's just for what I find anyway is they're just inspired they're just so much more open to new ideas Mm. and I think generally just gives them that motivation to want to to do well in life you know they can sort of see they've got aspirations so many of our of our children just just don't have those high aspirations they don't really sort of see where languages could take them in the future Mm. and just giving them that giving them that sort of that hunger to find out more about Mm. the world and to actually understand that there is a whole wealth of opportunities out there that they can go and explore when they're older Absolutely. Uh, and why now then? Why is now such an important time for this work? I think now is absolutely crucial. I mean, um, now that we've left the the EU, we're seeing so much negativity about other countries in the press. And languages are going to be so much more important in the future. Not everybody does speak English around the world. And, um, you know, we're, we're so going to need the linguists. We've got reduced numbers at universities now we don't have the same number of people who are taking languages and there was a report written by the British Academy back in 2019 that said that the UK economy loses out on about 48 billion pounds worth of trade it costs the economy 48 billion pounds per year because of the lack of language skills that we have in this country. And I think we've really got to start to build up those relationships again with the rest of the world. And we're not going to be able to do that unless we can actually speak other languages. We can't we can't go out there with that arrogance that everybody should be expected to speak English. And I'm hearing what you're saying and thinking about how connected uh, that people feel when they have access to languages. And, and, and what I mean by that, I suppose, is... It is easy to feel isolated, and, and if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's it's how quickly that that can have a, a negative impact on how we feel and how we relate to others. But uh, yeah, through languages, there's a real opportunity for those genuine connections and a sense of connectedness, and, and then a positive impact on well-being. So I can't really emphasise enough about how impressed I was to hear about your vision for languages and and the way that it could look, especially in a primary classroom, because primary that's my area of interest as well so next question is then is about creativity because it it feels like creativity is something that's really important to your work and runs through lots of different strands of what you do so so for you what 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 is creativity how does it impact on learning for you creativity i think it's uh, it's just finding new ways of doing things and keeping things fresh the whole time particularly with children as well you know they're they're so everything for them these days is visual we've we've got a 
we've got to keep up with them. We've got to, to inspire them. We've got to, we've just got to keep sort of changing the way that we do things and finding new ways of doing things. And how do you connect that to uh, global learning and, and internationalism? There are so many ways these days that you can actually access the rest of the world. You know, the internet is just such a, an amazing resource. Um, so finding different ways to connect with different classrooms you've got things like video conferencing these days and email collaborative platforms on the internet where you've got that instant access with um with classrooms and those are the sorts of things that just really inspire children and and amaze them actually they just they can't quite believe that they can go into a a classroom in a different country and learn in real time with their peers when they're not even in the same town as them. Mm. And I think that's that's a really powerful tool for inspiring children these days. Definitely. Those inspirational moments that where there's a connection between one classroom to another globally. Yeah, it's it's so motivating. It's, it's so it's so exciting when it happens. So, okay, what about for you next then? Um, Because that's a big project. So what's next for you uh, and how do people get in touch if they want to find out more? Okay, well, we're hoping to launch officially because we haven't yet launched officially. Um, We're still really in that planning stage and trying to find stakeholders who are interested in getting involved. Um, So we hope to launch officially in the autumn and we'd like that to coincide with European Day of Languages. In Coventry, we have a big festival in uh, in September called the Godiva Festival, which anybody who knows anything about Coventry knows that everybody goes to the Godiva Festival. And we discovered through um, one of our partners, Warwick University, um, that the Sunday is Languages Day. So they had managed to book a tent for um, for the Sunday, and they've invited anybody any of the stakeholders to go along and help to promote languages so we hope to to we will be there whether that's virtually we're not sure at the moment whether that's going to be a virtual thing or whether um we're going to be able to to sort of meet in person in the park um but we're hoping to be there to um to really sort of spread the word and we are just interest anybody at all who has got any interested any interest sorry in languages whether it's teaching whether it's using them professionally whether it's just having an interest in languages they can contact us either through social media so on twitter our twitter handle is cov languages we are also on facebook if you search for coventry city of languages um we have a web page which is at the moment held on the warwick university website they've been absolutely fantastic in in just sort of helping us to get this word out because as i say we've got no money to build websites and no experience um but again if you just google for coventry city of languages warwick university that does come up pretty easily and it's really inspirational to hear the work that you're doing uh, i i was really captured by it uh, inspired um and the last part then is just about the british council and being an ambassador how did you get involved with that i had um, applied to go on a face-to-face workshop. I discovered um, e-twinning back in 2016 and applied to go on a workshop in Florence, um, not really knowing a huge amount about e-twinning and um, the, the projects that the British Council were involved in. And I was accepted and it was just the most amazing workshop. I met so many teachers from different countries across Europe and beyond. and 
I just went back to work saying, we've got to be a part of this. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to do this for the children's sake. We've got to, you know, make those links in other countries and um, take part in projects um, in other countries. So we, we threw ourselves into it really. And within that year, we managed to get the full international school award. We also achieved e-twinning school award and it was just making such a, a positive impact on on the work that I was doing at school, really. And um, so I applied to become an e-twinning ambassador and I was accepted. And um, and that's really how I how I got involved in um, in the work that the British Council are doing. And obviously, Coventry is the 2021 City of Culture and the British Council have been involved in that as well with the with the city council so that's really why I've been doing quite a bit of work with them just lately honestly it's really inspirational to to hear I'm delighted to see the presentation on Saturday and as you've been speaking uh, this morning again I'm just remembering about the things that you covered and uh, I, I wasn't going to mention the Anton deck of um, of languages <laughs> but I, I, I thought I have to get it in because because um, I enjoyed that. Super brilliant last Saturday, uh, great today, and I think it just captures a flavour of of the ambassador's work uh, and so so vital right now. It just feels like perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we just we just decided that we could we could sit and moan about it forever, mm. or we we try and do something about it, and we just couldn't believe how many amazing people there are in Coventry who are linked with languages work Mm. we've discovered at our first meeting with stakeholders that there is some amazing work going on in Coventry with languages but you know as teachers we didn't know about it and I don't think that a lot of the other stakeholders knew about what we were doing in schools and we just discovered that nobody had really ever thought to try and bring everybody around the same table to discuss what they were doing and to discuss how they could help each other and we were just, we, I think we were just blown away by what actually was going on. And that made us realise how how powerful our, our dream mm. could actually be, yeah. you know, in the future, just by, by doing that, by, by getting everybody together and, and having that joined up approach. Absolutely. Anna, that's, that's fantastic. Thanks so much. Well, I do enjoy Bank Holiday and the Easter break. I hope you do get a proper break. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Thank you.